From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. The New York State Legislative Session will wrap up this month, and as often happens, there's a lot of unfinished business in Albany. One of those outstanding issues is rent regulation. The state's rent control and stabilization laws will expire on June 15th, so it's down to the wire for legislators to pass reforms to the rent laws that could have far-reaching consequences for millions of New Yorkers. With me to discuss the ongoing debate is Liz Kim. She's a senior editor with Gothamist and Jarrett Murphy, executive editor at City Limits. And Liz, there are nine rent related bills on the table. What are some of the specific policies being proposed? So some of the specific policies that have been actually widely embraced is the elimination of vacancy decontrol. That's a measure that allows a landlord to deregulate an apartment once the rent goes above $2,700, roughly $2,700. Another one would be reforming um, MCIs, IAIs. Basically, those stand for um, major capital improvements and individual apartment improvements and those are basically renovations that a landlord makes on either the building or individual apartments. And under this provision, he or she is allowed to pass on those costs to tenants through rent increases. And Jared, I keep hearing this term universal rent control. What exactly is that? Well, that's what's interesting. Some of the proposals, as Liz just said, deal with changing the system that exists now, changing how landlords can use it to increase rent beyond the modest amount set by the Rent Guidelines Board in the city. But some of the proposals also deal with expanding the system. One is to, right now, rent regulation applies only to the five boroughs of the city, Rockland, Westchester, and Nassau. A bill would make it apply statewide to apartments that had more than six units and were built before 1974. So expanding it uh, statewide. That's universal rent uh, stabilization. Universal rent control or good cause eviction is another bill that's being considered. That is one that's a really fundamental change. That would basically place on every rental apartment in the state of New York uh, a cap on how much the rent could go up each year tied to the inflation rate. So a fundamental difference, not just large buildings, not just stuff in the city and its surrounding counties, but every rental apartment in the state. So this, I mean, this is, could be a really big deal, not just for New York City residents, but really across the whole state. Yeah. And that's one of the fascinating things about this particular year. I mean, the rent regs fight is a quadrennial right of spring or early summer in New York. Every four years we do this. What's different this year is Democrats control all the levers of power in Albany, really for the first time in generations, and a particularly progressive bent um, is present both in the Senate and the Assembly. So I think the fact that that's, that's put these fundamental changes on the table is interesting, and one facet of that is that normally this is where the state discusses something that really only affects the city, but some of these proposals extending stabilization to large buildings statewide and bringing in good cause eviction for all rental units, basically put every legislature, they all have skin in the game in this one. Okay, Liz, Jared just mentioned that the entire government is controlled by Democrats, and yet we are still here at the last minute trying to get something passed. Why has there been inaction on the rent laws up to this point? You know, I think what some people would argue is that real estate, even though its power is diminished, it still wields a lot of influence. And it wields influence through the governor's office and also to a lot of Democrats. Real estate does not only give to uh, Republicans. And I think there's a lot of hesitation, too, on areas outside of New York City that aren't affected the same way by the affordable housing crisis. What does this mean for property owners in you know, upstate New York? So there's been a little bit of internal division, I would say. 
And how has the real estate industry itself responded to some of these proposals? Well, they're lobbying very hard. I mean, they're in Albany every day, just like the tenant activists are. And they're pulling elected officials off the floor, having conversations with them. Can we reach a compromise on this? We want to take care of the buildings, but we need some kind of financial incentive to take care of these buildings. Well, that's right. And I think the argument they're making is this would affect a broader set of the economy than just the 966,000 stabilized apartments in the city. They, uh, the Rent Stabilization Association, which is really the leading landlord group, came out recently with a report indicating that you know some tens of billions of dollars in repair work all year is generated by major capital improvements and individual apartment improvements. And if landlords no longer have the ability to pass those costs on to rent-stabilized tenants, they're not going to do that work. They're not going to hire those people. And that economic engine is going to be slow down if not stopped. I think there's a lot to look at in those numbers. It might be a little hyperbole there, but that's the argument they're making is this is about more than rent-stabilized tenants. This could affect theoretically everybody who participates in the economy. If the legislators don't figure this all out before the June 15th deadline, we're looking at what people call the big ugly. What exactly is that? So the big ugly is a grand Albany tradition, and it might involve rent regulation in some mix of the nine proposals that we've talked about, along with things like marijuana legalization, charter cap, uh, carp and charter schools, farm workers' rights, um, even vaccinations. I mean, it could be one very big and some would say very ugly uh, legislative proposal. It's interesting. Rent rugs expire on the 15th. The session ends on the 19th. So that will be, I'm sure, a very busy week. And the perception is right that the governor would have more leverage if it's folded in with a lot of other proposals to pass what he wants to see on rent reform because he can kind of horse trade with um, the... It's fascinating. There's, there's so much going on here that's about the policies and so much, too, that's about power in Albany, who has Jews, who gets to be in the room. There's been a lot of fighting about that. And, you know, some question about whether it makes more sense to have nine separate bills or just one big thing and dare the governor to veto it. So, yeah, there's a lot of st- strategizing going on about how much goes into the bill or how many different packages are linked together. Depending on which of these proposals become law, presuming that some of them do, What kind of effect do you think it'll have on the supply of affordable rental housing in New York City? I think that that's one of the questions, right? I think that if landlords would argue that if you're going to impose these restrictions, you're going to bring down the value of real estate and there's going to be less people who want to provide affordable housing because you're basically capping how much they can raise rents and whether they can evict tenants. I think that's a valid question, is what would that do to the marketplace? I mean, nobody's creating new stabilized housing without subsidies. So part of it is the question of of that transaction that the government presents to landlords. I think this is about preventing further losses. That's really how it's been cast by tenants, that this system has been degraded over the years by some of these loopholes, and that they want to at least stand pat. I think that's probably the the biggest motivation for them and and the biggest change they would expect to see. Jared Murphy is executive editor at City Limits, and Liz Kim is senior editor with Gothamist. Thank you both for joining. Thank you. Thanks. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 